Welcome to episode 202 of the No Clue Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. Oh, man. Trade deadline. Crazy. Trade deadline 23. Um, a lot has happened since our last pod, and we purposefully waited a day for the trade deadline to end, some of that smoke to clear. Good thing. And, Good um, thing we did that. Good thing we did because this is one of the craziest trade deadlines definitely of my lifetime. Uh so let's start, man. Um obviously the biggest one, Kevin Durant, is now on the Phoenix Suns. This has been brewing since the summer when Durant first asked for a trade. Uh they tried to get DeAndre Ayton into the deal, didn't work out. And I kind of think oh go ahead. Yeah, homecoming for T.J. Warren, you forgot to mention. Yeah, T.J. Warren coming back to the, uh, the Suns um, in exchange for Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, uh, and is this five picks or six picks? Five picks? Five. Well, four picks and a pick swap. Four picks and a swap. Okay. So Mikhail Bridges is now a uh, Brooklyn Net, Cam Johnson is now Brooklyn Net. Jake Crowder has since been moved to the Milwaukee Bucks. Which yeah, we'll talk uh, about that. Which we'll talk about, yeah. So Grant TJ Warren back on the Suns. What do you think? I mean, that starting lineup is scary. Is TJ Warren in the starting lineup for you? I, I think so. Or Tory Craig. Honestly, I, I either one I wouldn't really make a massive difference to me. <laughs> yeah, because the starting I mean, four is crazy, right? And Craig, I mean, they're a little different though. I feel like depending on the series, you might start Craig for a matchup, and then maybe if you need a little more spacing, uh, Warren mm-hmm. might play a little bit more. But yeah, probably Durant at the four. Oh, KD gets to play within a like a top five center. Yeah. That pisses me off. A top five point guard ever, top five center in the league. And, uh, and, and you, know. you know, but best shooting guard in the league, in quotes. Yeah. Top, a top 10 scorer in the league, I'll say. Yeah. Top 10. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, their bench is really bad. Their depth is really, really, really bad. Their depth was bad before this trade. So now it's really bad. Um, but it's very, very interesting. I, I'm not sure I'm not sure where I have the Suns now, though. Like I, a lot of people are saying the Suns are obviously the favorites. They move way up in the ranks. And for me, me personally, as resident Durant hater, for anyone who's listened to the podcast before, Durant is not a tender maker at least at this point in his career, because he goes to a lot of good teams and they don't do anything. So it's different when you have guys who go to a new team and every time they go to a new team, the team goes to the, you know, goes to the finals. Like, this is a, this is like a little bit extreme, but Jay Crowder is as much of a contender maker as Durant is. Jay Crowder goes further into the playoffs every team he goes to. Than Durant does, other than the Warriors. So yeah, 
Um, I just feel like KD, like KD has proven that he's not as impactful as like people think. Yeah. Or at least as he thinks. Like skill wise, there's no doubt he's a top three to five player. Yeah. But no no argument. His impact is not what it was when he was an MVP. Right. Yeah. And I mean, even then his team is his team is better than this team. So and to me, like this is such a, a crazy mix because you know the coach has turmoil with a lot of the players that are still there. Yeah. The most important player that's still there. Um, the, the best relationship the coach had were the two players that got shipped off. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Bridges was their probably their best player this season. Yeah. Start to finish. He's played all the games. He's been one of their probably their best scorer. Like he looks like he's gotten significantly better. He's defensive player of the year candidate. Yeah. I mean, but you look at this roster, like KD's coming in hurt. TJ Warren just took two years to heal an ankle. Uh, and I haven't seen him play like consecutive games this season. Like not no, a lot in a row. No, I, I just started seeing him like at least some uh, occasionally on the court. Yeah. Since the fucking bubble, essentially. Right. Uh, Booker's just coming off an injury. He didn't even play last night because he was hurt. Still. And and CP, CP doesn't look good. That's I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, so to me, this, like, a year or two ago, I would have been like, whoa, like, Denver, be, like, you got a problem now. Mm-hmm. But now, with no depth, you're already not healthy midway through the season. It's I'm not going to bank on the fact that you're going to get healthier. Yeah. So to me, to get excited about this team right away, especially with to to kind of top it off with what we've just seen from Durant for three years in Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, it's not really it doesn't look impressive to me. Yeah, I agree. And at this team's peak. Like at their highest highs, they'll be beating teams by sixty, probably. Yeah, sure, it, it'll probably happen a few times. But yeah. when it comes to playoffs, you know, I don't. I hate. I to, don't trust them to advance. I just don't. I hate to be negative about CP, but we know his playoff thirst that he has. Booker is someone who will play great until the playoffs, um, and Durant. This team isn't built for Durant to be the one-man show that he is a lot of times in the playoffs to win. This isn't like that kind of team because they don't really have a lot of depth. They don't have a lot of defenders. They don't have a lot of spot-up shooters. They just faded the three best spot-up shooters other Literally. than Booker. Yeah. Um, so they don't have a lot of spot-up shooting. So it's not a team that spreads the floor really for Durant that – in the playoffs, Durant is accustomed to exploiting other teams with. So um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to take a lot of coaching. Monty has to be on his game for this because does Aiton still really not get involved or does he get less involved at this but point? To me, like, to me, now your front court should dominate. With Durant as the four? 
Yeah, because now yeah. Aiton is getting even easier looks. And now, like, normally I'd be scared because if Aiton gets in foul trouble, kind of where do you go in the rotation? Mm-hmm. But you kept most of the bigs that you just don't play. Yeah, they kept Biombo. They traded Saric for Darius Baisley. Basley. Mm, that's a lateral move. Yeah. They're, they're just basically the same player. Baisley's a little more of a shooter, a little less physical. And younger. But, yeah. I just like now you're you have a solid front court rotation, and yet it's it's like eight or nothing. Mm-hmm. So to me, again, to your point, Monty Williams, like this shouldn't be that much of a challenge. It shouldn't. But I feel like somebody's going to make it a challenge on this roster. I think it's going to be a challenge. I think it's going to be a challenge on paper. It shouldn't be, but it's going to be a challenge, I think. I just visualize like KD and Devin Booker are out there, and one of them most likely has the basketball. And what is what is Chris Paul doing? Mm, you know I what I mean? Know. Like I just I don't visualize yeah. it. I can see it with Harden and CP, or like with one star player and CP kind of off spacing the floor. With two elite scores, it, I really don't kind of see where CP fits. That's a good point. So yeah. I, I just I wonder how they put it together. Yeah, me too. It's going to be interesting. Um. Okay, so that's that. Uh, last time we were talking about Kyrie's demanded trade, and um, we didn't mention the team that he actually ended up with, and that's Dallas. Uh, I guess because we really didn't think Dallas was going to be willing to trade, you know, some of their major pieces for him, but they did. So Kyrie yeah, most important role player. Probably both. They're two most important role players. Um Kyrie and Marquise Morris are now Mavericks and Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney Smith are now Nets. Um and that came with three picks, uh, one first round, two second round picks. And Kyrie got to play his first game since our last podcast, which was pretty quick for a star. Usually the stars don't play like right away. That was pretty quick for a star. Um yeah. He played like the second game after the trade. Uh what'd you think? Um I gotta be honest, man. He looked awesome. Yeah. He looked awesome. And I couldn't fathom he'd come in and play off the, the team. Mm-hmm. Like the the buckets, the shots he was getting, the shots he was trying to get were a lot of the things that I could see him getting with Lucas out there. Mm-hmm. Like the Luca couldn't make anything happen. I get a handoff and attack. I come off like I make cuts. I move without the ball, which I've seen him do. He's he's obviously been able to do that. Yeah, succeeding with LeBron, yeah. but I, I I thought he would come in and honestly, I thought he would look to take over. I thought he'd look to put on a show, and mm-hmm. he just played off the team all night, and they looked great. They moved the ball great, which, again, they've been able to do with Luka or without him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas impressed me. Yeah, man, I, I agree. I think um, him being off ball and really embracing basically what Luka does, which 
I don't know if this is Jason Kidd's doing or um, Carlisle's doing, but it's a very, all right, I bring the ball up court, but as soon as I get past half court, now I'm playing the two guard kind of. Yeah. And Kyrie has flourished in that for a lot of his career. That's what he did with LeBron, basically. He brought it up court and gave it to LeBron. LeBron was point guard after Kyrie brought it up court most of the time. So now I think that it did look like they were just running the same offense that they would run with Luka, just with Kyrie out there. So now we get a chance to see what that looks like with Luka probably next week, right? I mean, he's supposed to come so. back before All-Star break. Yeah. So um, I'm excited for him, man. I'm excited to see it. I'm not necessarily excited for the team, but I'm definitely excited to see it because this is going to be fun to watch. And that's that's what's well, that's what I like about this trade. Like Dallas kind of improved on their strength and got worse with a weakness. Mm-hmm. Like their defense got worse because they lost Finney Smith. And but at the same time, their their spacing is better, which is they're probably one of the better spacing teams in the league. I'm not sure if their spacing got that much better because I think Finney Smith was a big part of their spacing. <clears throat> Being able to play the um play the four and be able to be, you know, yeah, such a big corner shooter. But I'm mean, getting Marquise helps if they play him. They probably won't. Marquise does the same thing. Huh? They probably won't. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Marquise is Josh uh, starting to hit shots. Getting up there in age, uh, but uh, I I like this move. Like it, it, they just makes it just makes Dallas more fun. It does, yeah, it does. It, it definitely just, makes them more nuclear, more uh, volatile. Exactly, it reassures. Mm-hmm. Like I, we already knew this off of their playoff run last year, but it reassures that they could shoot anyone out of the gym. Yeah, it does. And now they could ISO anyone out of the gym. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. I like it. I like it too. I like it too. I'm excited to see it. It's great. See Jason Kidd, like that trio of guards, Luca, uh, Kyrie, and Kidd, like that. That's, I like those three together. I'm surprised Kidd wasn't on um, Kyrie and Durant's radar for the Nets job. I guess because Kidd already coached the Nets. It's because they're idiots. Nash, <laughs> Nash was their guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe I'm the organization and kid. I'm with you. Jason Kidd had already coached. He's a Hall of Fame point guard. He's honestly, he's better, a little bit better of a player than Steve Nash was. No, I meant, I meant that maybe the the Nets organization and kid didn't have a, a good uh, relationship. That, that could be true. Yeah. After the the incident, the hit me incident. That. that was hilarious. That was, One of my favorite in, moments in I've ever watched. In wow. hindsight, that was so funny. All right. Uh, so, of course, the team everyone has been waiting for to make a trade. Oh, we we got to talk about LeBron later too. The Lakers. The Lakers finally have cleared. Their roster of Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, Patrick Beverly, and um, Thomas Bryant. 
Is, is that it? Is there more? I think that's it. I think that's oh, it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, okay, so in exchange for Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano, Anderson, Damian Jones, they received D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. The Timberwolves uh, received Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and three picks. And um, I believe the Lakers sent a top four protected pick to the Jazz. So, Jazz, Lakers, Timberwolves, three-way trade. D'Angelo Russell to L.A., Westbrook to the Jazz, who is expected to get bought out, and Mike Conley to the Timberwolves. Lakers also got Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. Dude, I, I gotta and, be honest. Before we deep dive the Lakers, is there more? Well, I was gonna. I was just gonna go ahead and say the other two trades that they made. Oh, go ahead. Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant to the Nuggets in exchange for Davon Reed and three second round picks, and then Patrick Beverly went to the Magic in exchange for Mo Bamba. So the Lakers got Mo Bamba, Davon Reed, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. What are you saying? My first reaction is I I feel bad for Russ because like at this time last year it would have been like obviously Utah's buying him out and I've I'm right he's done. Mm-hmm. But bro, he did what I wanted. Like he sacrificed. He sacrificed. Yeah. He took a lesser role. He thrived in a lesser role. He's like, he's played at a high level. He's playing under control much more. Like, defensively, he really hasn't improved. But again, all those other positives, especially coming off the bench, have had such a good impact. And now it's the situation hasn't changed. Like, where does he fit now? Who's going to bring him in? A young roster. Utah was the prime example. Mm hmm. If he if Utah this this quickly doesn't want him, I mean, where does he fit? He plays point guard for Utah. Sexton? Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Thank you. And I trashed <laughs> Russ for 82 straight games last year. Yeah. Like I just, he's come such a long way to me. He's proven so much. And yeah. it's just, it's not going to save him, really. Yeah. I think that one unfortunate argument to that is that, well, he played this well and um, he did so well this year. And the Lakers showcased him so much and stuck with him and let him get as much time as he got in order to make him worth trading. Um, but it doesn't make sense if the Jazz don't want him. Like I, I could see that someone saying, oh, yeah, well, he needed to get his stock up so that they could even make a trade. But that only makes sense if the team that he, they traded him to wanted him. So it is, it is pretty – it's really unfortunate. It's unfortunate for all these guys, to be honest. Everyone in this trade is kind of getting tossed away from their from the team that you thought they added I mean, value Toscano to. Toscano Anderson just sucks. Like, you know, 
No yeah. offense, but he's a guy he's going to get tossed away. Yeah, Damian Jones too. But Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt got caught in the Jazz rebuild and um, in the worst fade of the you know decade. And we're playing really well for the Jazz. And the Jazz have been exceeding expectations. And they look like this scrappy team. And they both of them were big parts of that. Mm-hmm. And then now the Jazz are showing, uh, yeah, you were a big prize, but we'd, we'd rather get a good pick instead. Because really, they get nothing. The Jazz really get nothing from this. Top four protected first-round pick, that means they can't – it's not a top four pick. Anything after a top four pick, that's not great. I know. Damian Jones wants to scout Anderson. Chances of them keeping them really slim. So they're going to just get rid of three guys from the roster for Malik Beasley and Vanderbilt who were filling it, especially Beasley. We've been talking, we've liked Beasley since he was on the Nuggets. We've been talking about him on the podcast every year. It's been underrated for years. Yes, absolutely. So um, that's pretty rough for them. Uh, Westbrook. I do think Westbrook still has value, especially based on how he played. I think he's going to go look for a coach that he has confidence in and and see what it's he unfortunate. can do. It's unfortunate Scott Brooks is not employed right now. <laughs> he's employed. He's uh, just an assistant. Nah, that's not enough pull. No, it's not. It's not. He's an assistant with um, Portland, I think. Hmm. Um. Yeah, Scott Brooks, Billy Donovan. We mentioned well, off mic. We mentioned the Bulls' possibility since their point guard is out for who knows when. If he's ever even going to play again, we don't know. So um, I can see that happening. Some other things we'll get into later, but let's talk about the Lakers. Daniel Russell, Beasley, Vanderbilt for them. Bamba and Davon Reed. What do you think? I mean, I like getting – I like the fact that they got Bamba for Pat Bev. I like that too. Because I didn't really think – I mean, I couldn't really visualize like a a solid role player that you could potentially fit into the rotation for Pat Bev. Yeah. Uh, but I think Bamba has a, a good chance to contribute and, and get some minutes. Mm-hmm. Like Vanderbilt, he I'm not really sure. He might not be in the rotation at all. He might work his way into it. Um actually see Vanderbilt being um like the center when Anthony Davis is out there, like the, the two power forward thing that they do sometimes with Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um so Anthony Davis can take more jump shots. They have someone that else that's really a forward. Anthony Davis guards the center but he takes jump shots, and Vanderbilt would be the inside bunker guy. I could see that happening. But, again, to your point, I don't know how long that they do that, maybe for a half a quarter a game. I just – I mean, with them, I just can't see them playing as well as Bryant did. And that's the big thing. Bryant played gave fantastic. Up. Right. Like, so that that's kind of weird to me, and – Bryant and Schroeder were so key in the Lakers climbing out of purgatory that mm-hmm. I it's shocking that they were willing to get to part ways. I I I think Bryant emerged himself as a quality starting big man. 
and I know he maybe not a championship starting big man. I mean, depending on what your other four players are, but yeah, I I think he could start on a lot of NBA teams. The way the effort yeah. he gives, the energy he has. Um, so losing him is huge. If Vanderbilt doesn't have that as much energy as Bryant. He has energy, but not that much. Yeah. So uh, they definitely yeah. lost energy there. <clears throat> The big problem for me is the two guys I haven't named. Beasley and Russell? I love both of them off the bench, but mm. not together. And I also don't want either of them starting. I, mean, I honestly think if they start deloading, it'll be a disaster. I think we disagree on this because I think deloading is perfect. In what way? My thing with LeBron, I've said this for many years on the podcast, is that he cannot play with a true point guard. It just doesn't work. Because he's such a ball handler, such a ball distributor, such a ball, um, you know, he has the ball, ball dominant player. Whoever starts at the point with him has to be able to play shooting guard or has to be able to spot up or has to be able to just score and that's it when they're necessary or be invisible at times even and I think DeAndre Russell is is that I think he gives him the all right you're out here to score you're not really out here to distribute the ball you're not really out here to manage the tempo of the game it's all going to be on LeBron's shoulders anyway we just need someone that plays point that you know can guard point guards to an extent. We need someone that can bring the ball to the court until LeBron gets open, and then we just need you to hit some shots. And I think that that's what D'Angelo Russell does well, and he's a good enough passer in transition. And when you when he does have the chance to create shots for other people, I think he's perfect for them. I mean, I'm I'm almost the total opposite. Dude, hold up. The reason why Maybe... I say that is because everything everything he needed to do for Minnesota, he couldn't do because he was doing what I think the Lakers needed to do. But he's a ball-dominant player. Mm. Bro, in the last four years, in the last four years of the Golden State Warriors – Who's the one borderline all-star who's looked trash? Who's looked like he doesn't fit in? D'Angelo Russell. Who plays point guard for the Warriors? I mean, Steph. But how do, how do the Warriors actually play? They move the basketball. And that's not his that's his that's not his game, but he couldn't fit in with with um, with Steph handling the ball and Draymond handling the ball that much. He couldn't do it. But neither there's no point guard on the Warriors. Is my point? Is not. But to none me, at all. Like, but the point is, on the if if you're a decent off ball player, you should find mm-hmm. some level of success on the Warriors. You don't think he found any level of success? No. He was just as inconsistent as he is with the Timberwolves. 
bro, in their like last two weeks, he's looked like an almost an all-star. Yeah, yes. In the two weeks before that, he looked like their weak link. Yeah. Just like he, he did that. with the Warriors. The Warriors were different because I think the Warriors were trying to get something out of him that he he wasn't. And it wasn't the off-the-ball thing for me. It was they wanted him to almost be like a instant scorer or like a, you know, three dribbles or less kind of guy that you have to be with him. That, that right there is not his game. He's not a like, oh, give it to me. I'm just going to go get a quick bucket. He's not that's really a, a quick bucket guy. That's a guy. discredit to his game. Like, he's not that good. Yeah, no, he's not. I agree. I agree with that. I, I just – he's not a consistent shooter, and with LeBron, you, you got to fucking handle the kickouts because they're coming fast. Yeah. So, I mean, the Lakers cry. Every time one of their shooters goes cold, he either gets benched or they're fuck, or it's like LeBron has a built-in excuse for why they lose. Don't get me wrong; he's still gonna get crucified on the Lakers sometimes. But I don't think he's point. gonna be like he is. That's my point. But he's gonna look his... bad, and at his worst, he's gonna look horrible. I I think that the other guys the Lakers have are gonna fit him well. I think the Anthony Davis screener role with him is gonna be nice. I think he's gonna have chances to take that, um, that like tippy toe three he likes to take. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. From the top of the key, I think yeah. he's gonna have chances to to get that off, which he which is like his go to shot, his floater. I, I just I think he's gonna have a lot of space on this team. I do. Even with LeBron out there, I, I think he's gonna be good. It, and I think that off the ball. I don't think he has to be as much of a shooter, but he has to be a if LeBron gets it to you, make a, a good play. decision maker. Yeah, yeah. And he could be that. He, you don't think he's you don't think he's that at all? No. No. The more I, I watch him, to be honest with you, the more I watch him, his Brooklyn like playoff run that he took them on, yeah, was fluke. It was it was Isaiah Tom Boston Isaiah Thomas like level, where I'm not disputing Boston Isaiah that. Thomas. It's not like the stats weren't there, but it's the right situation. The ball's yeah. in your hands all the time, so we get to see what you can do. I got well, you. You watch him with the Tim. Honestly, if there's anyone that could have came in and played worse than Russ did last year, it's deloading. Like, bro, all the things you described, oh, I can't see him doing. Taking care, making good decisions. That's I, I haven't I, seen it on the Timberwolves. I, I think so, man. I think the Timberwolves are really bad. They are. I mean, and think, he was though, he was a major reason why. I mean, beyond him, other than Edwards, the Timberwolves are really bad. They got guys who would not even be on another team on their team, like playing 25 minutes a night. They wouldn't even be in the NBA on another if they weren't on the uh, Timberwolves. Listen, if you're playing point guard and your other guard is Jaden McDaniels, you're going to take bad shots. I, I'll give you that. Yeah. 
But bro, deloading like he's not a good decision maker. He dribbles the air out the ball. But he Maybe won't have the a- he won't he won't do that on the Lakers. He won't dribble the air out the ball. He won't have the opportunity to. Which means he won't be consistent because the only time he's consistent is when the ball's in his hands all the time. Yeah, we'll, all right, we'll 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 see because we got to move on. But I, I think yeah. Russell's going to be good. And, but but uh, to, you think to, he's going to be trash? That's fair. To balance it out, I think Malik, either whatever they do with Malik Beasley, I think he's a fire pickup. He is. He is. He's they just, might I mean, finesse. They might finesse and throw him out as a starter for a second, and it might work. To be honest, I think he probably should be their starter because yeah. he's he's just so aggressive and like. He's a guy I want LeBron and AD kicking out to. Yeah. Like, he'll yeah. get him up. He'll put up the, the open shots. And, like, Lonnie Walker has gotten so much better, which I love that they kept him, by the way. But he's gotten mm-hmm. so much better just, like, being supremely confident when he's open. And attacking every time he right. has the opportunity. And Beasley's been that guy. Yep. I, one thing I like about Beasley, too, is he moves the ball. Like, if Mm-hmm. He could have hit six threes in a row, but if somebody else is open, he makes that extra pass yeah. like every time. He's a really good team player. Honestly, a lot of what be. you described about deloading, I I think Beasley could do at a high level. I think so too. Just I just, limited I just think deloading not... can do it with able to be be a um a better passer. Even if yeah, it is and, and Beasley, I can't picture him playing 35 minutes because at that point you're taking too many shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He becomes one of your. He has to be your one of your leading scorers if you're going to play him that much. Yeah. What do you think about Conley to the Timberwolves? I like it. Uh, settles like it them too. down, gives them a vet. Like that's a lot of times their possessions devolve into just somebody doing some random shit Mm -hmm. and and conley's a guy who will like at least get into a pick and roll get into a handoff feed edwards the ball and and conley does a good job of um if he can't get a good shot he'll move it right so I, i think it's a good fit man and they need they need honestly more vets there yeah they do and Conley and Gobert have been, you know, have played well together. So, yeah, that should be good. Okay, um, let's go to the most active, active team in the uh, trade deadline who made the most moves, probably. Um, well, other than Brooklyn, of course, but the Los Angeles Clippers. And yes. let's see. Yes. Traded John Wall and Luke Kennard for Eric Gordon and three picks. They traded Reggie Jackson for Mason Plumley, straight up. They traded two picks to the Nuggets for Bones Highland, which is the craziest pick of the whole deadline, in my opinion. Um, oh, that's it. I thought they got something else. Maybe not. That's it for now, at least. The buyout market is coming. They're expected to be very active in the buyout market. So they picked up Eric Gordon, Mason Plumley, and Bones Highland to the Los Angeles Clippers. Bro, 
three exact pieces they needed to be complete. Yeah. A, a center so they could stay big when Zubac is in foul trouble. Uh, another uh, like a guard scorer who's very aggressive, but he could play without the ball. Yeah. And the final piece, even though you threw away the already players you had for that point guards, Bones mm-hmm. Highland. Yeah. Which Denver with the like the lob for a fucking championship. Bones Highland is just basically a younger Reggie Jackson. Exactly, and and they need they needed. I mean, mo- a lot of rosters need a guy like Bones. Yeah, but they desperately needed a creative basketball player that could take the ball out of their duo's hands. Bones really is the new Lou Will, I would say. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, just, you're right. They did need that. I mean, you know, with Kawhi and PG back, you see the close games. They're they're messy. the The ball movement dies, and the the shots become worse. Like this mm-hmm. is a roster that shouldn't struggle to get good shots. Yeah, and they often do. Mm-hmm. And they they're getting so good that they're not even playing well and starting to win more games. Yeah. So now, like, again, they they fixed all the depth issues they had with these three pickups. They did. Plumlee, I mean, Plumlee has put up great numbers, double-double this year pretty much, pretty close. Um, He's been one of the best backup centers in the league, like, since he's been in the league. Like, every year when we talk about backup centers, his name comes up in the top five. Bones, to them, I really like because – he scores he scores with so much energy that like his scoring never slows the game down and i think that that's one problem they've had with their backups and their other scores how when he starts scoring like they start moving in slow motion when reggie jackson starts scoring no one else gets the ball or it takes 20 seconds per possession yeah. or whatever Bones is like, Bones will bring it up court and score with 18 seconds left on the shot clock. And they needed someone like that to get some quick, quicker points because a lot of they just do so much standing around. It's so much leaning yes. around it's, and no one's moving. The ball isn't moving back and forth. They don't get any transition points. So, you know, Bones, and, I think, clears that you up. You know what? That didn't happen when Kawhi Leonard was not playing, by the way. I know. And when and, they and played wall too. That's and I know I'm kind of prisoner of that uh Bucks game. <clears throat> but bro, mm-hmm. like Kawhi is the only one that looks to thrive when they don't move the ball. Mm-hmm. Like he's okay. Like he just embraces it. Even now, nowadays, he won't even shoot the ball well. He'll just keep going. Yeah. Like, bro, when when was Kawhi a volume shooter, like, even when he's cold? Never. Never, bro. Even at his his MVP Defensive Player of the Year peak, he was always a super efficient mid-range killer, of, you know, bullying guys, getting transition off the defense. Now, now he defends less and less. He doesn't, he moves the ball less and less. And he doesn't yet, look for mismatches team, anymore either. 
He just attacks whoever. Yeah. And Paul George is starting to look worse and worse. Mm-hmm. So th- this was like, <laughs> this deadline, they had to be active. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so happy that they were. Eric Gordon is is another good pickup. I mean, you lose Kennard and Wall, you get Bones and Eric Gordon. I just feel like, I mean, you know, you get what you needed. You exactly. get you made what you lost back quickly. Especially since they really weren't playing Wall. When they did play Wall, they I felt like they're. I really liked their pace, but they just stopped playing Wall. They stopped playing Kennard, basically. Or Bernard's um, minutes got restricted so low, it's like, all right, you know, might as well let him go. So, and Kennard is I a like good it, pickup man. for the Grizzlies, by the way. He is. They need they need a little more uh, spacing. Yeah, they were using a lot of guys to come in for defense, but then they weren't scoring. They they're missing a lot of scoring off the bench. Yeah. So Kennard, um, did Kennard and uh, did Kennard and Tyus Jones play together? I'm not sure. Look that up. I don't remember I'm off the top of my head. The one and duns. I mean, it's hard to keep track of one and duns, man. Yeah, the year is is tough, especially when some time goes by. Yeah, because you you're like, man, who who was on that team for that one year they were there? It's hard to remember, but but yeah, either way, I'm sure they'll. I think they'll play well together. Whether they played together before or not, I think them now, I think I like the idea of them together yeah, on the court with the bench. So, But this is yep. like Kawhi and PG, bro. This is like their, their peak opportunity. Yeah. Like this is as good it as is. this team. This team is not getting any better from here. No, it's not. This is the absolute like – I really can't visualize a better coach. I'm completely good with Ty Lue as the coach. You, you, mm-hmm. This is as complete as this roster is going to get. You guys are healthy. Like, there's no excuse. Yeah. Otherwise, we're talking about this duo in a very similar manner that we talked about KD and Kyrie. They're not quite as disappointing mm-hmm. and as embarrassing uh, but they're not that far off. They're only not this as disappointing as and an, uh, and embarrassing because people let Kawhi get away with everything, right? Like only because Kawhi is quiet. Both those guys are relatively quiet. Paul George says some dumb stuff after games, but he doesn't like you don't hear Paul George talking all the time, right? But uh, Kyrie and KD talk all the time and respond on Twitter and stuff, so they're. They get more press, but in my opinion, like from a basketball standpoint, they're more disappointing to me. A hundred percent. Together, I'm I'm so with you. Yeah. Like, it makes me cringe when it's just Paul George and he looks top five easily. Yeah. And with Kawhi, I'm like, like, it's like the CJ with Dame back in the day. Like, he looks invisible out there. Why? <clears throat> crazy yeah um so we're keeping an eye on the clippers big moves keep yes. an eye on them 
They're they're a legitimate fan. The the praise Phoenix is getting, the Clippers I think should be getting. I agree. I agree. And real quick, let's talk about the loss of Bones from Denver. Yeah. I know I said this was I said it off mic and it's kind of a hot take, but them losing Bones is huge to me for their contention. Bro, you can't uh, when when you have a Lou Will bench. Yeah. You can't give up the Lou Will. Like yeah. that's the bench. It's the name of the bench because he's the whole bench. He is the whole Islands was the whole bench. And yeah. Bruce Brown, Mich- Bruce Brown is cool and he may have a good game here and there. His good game is like 12, 15. <laughs> That's a and good Bruce game Brown for Bruce Brown. Feasts yeah. off playing with good players. He does, yeah, and playing fast and energy. He he gets in the lanes. He he gets big steals. He's not yeah. like a half court, not really a half court player, not really. Yeah, he's more like a let's get up and down. There's Bruce Brown out of nowhere making a big play, crazy offensive rebound. He knocks four people down and get it. Like that's the kind of stuff he does. It's not like, oh, you know. We're just running the play, and Bruce Brown makes a good play. That's not his game. Yeah, it's done. So and to me, like this, this I think puts in the highlight um, the concern a lot of people have for Denver, like their ability mm-hmm. to to get stops and transition, their ability to just play de- defense at a high level for a game. Like, yeah. and, and I, it wasn't a concern to me because watching them all year, they have so many ways of scoring. I mean, yeah. like Porter Jr. can play like a like Clay. They got Jamal can just go off. Obviously, Jokic is crazy. Aaron Gordon was like their post up slash like inside out threat. Yeah, and all the bench guys feasted off of that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it was thanks to Bones controlling the pace. Yeah, and now that you don't have that with your second unit. Like now, now you do have to get more stops. Yeah. And now I'm looking at it like I, I don't know that they can, especially with Phoenix having more firepower, with the Clippers being as complete as possible. The Warriors find a way to have firepower with like four guys. Yeah. And and just for reference to what we're talking about, last night their bench got outscored by 39. To Orlando, by the way. Orlando. You're losing to the Clippers in a series like that. Yeah. With Norman Powell eating the way he is, and your guys can't even get good looks, (laughs) and now, yeah. I mean, the Clippers have so many threats off the bench while you're struggling to get good shots. You can't beat the Kings bench like that. Right. With, With Murray, Barnes, and Monk. No, you're gonna have a hard night in herder. A lot of athleticism. Yeah, I don't even know who comes off the bench for the Kings, but if any two of those guys comes off the bench, you're having a rough night. And if you can't score more than 17 points, and I know Jamal Murray wasn't there last night, but he adds to the starter points. He does, you know, Bruce Brown move Bruce Brown to the bench again. You add maybe 10 points, maximum 12. Yeah, yeah. So you can't. It's rough if you don't have someone who can get 20 off the bench. In, in today's game, almost every other team that is like a uh, contender right now 
as someone who can come off the bench and get 20. And right, um, Denver doesn't have that anymore. Yeah, Thomas Bryant might be good to come off the bench, but if you play Jokic 40 minutes a night, what's the point of, of getting a quality center? Like, Thomas Bryant isn't a two-minute stretch big. No. I mean, he may give you a good two minutes, but it's not worth it. If you're going to lose someone I'm like with Holmes. you, man. I feel like now... Now there's also more pressure. I'm assuming like a guy gets in foul trouble, you're just playing starters more minutes. Yeah. Like you don't have the luxury of overcoming Aaron Gordon being in foul trouble and not being able to guard, you know, KD for the majority of the night. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't understand why I, I really, for just two second round picks. Yeah. Like, were we afraid that Bones was going to keep keep getting better and and earning a big payday? Like I don't understand the problem. Neither, I don't either. I mean, I could see that being a problem because they pay. They're starting five. I'd be surprised. If there's many other starting fives that like make more money than their starting five, um, because most other people pay their bench pretty well. So, but you know, like like you said, Christian Brown. LeBron, I mean, he's not – that's your sixth man now? Like, ew. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> that's bad, bro. It's bad. Like, you got to – I told you this, I think, off air. Like, you got to be able to go at least, like, eight to nine deep. Yeah. And if you're doing that thing where you're just playing starters, like, Thibodeau minutes. Yeah. You you you're more liable to get exposed. Yeah, no that that's why I told you if the Nuggets I and I specifically said the Nuggets too I said if the Nuggets could only go seven deep they would for six they would they I mean that's just 100%. what they like to do hundred percent but now I mean like I said Christian Brown bright side is your, to me. To me, bright side is if if they do still go to the finals, like Jokic or Murray, I'm assuming will be the the main catalyst, and they'll look that much better. Yeah. And now, like again, the Jokic, like the disrespect that his MVPs are easy or fluky is crazy to me. It is. Yeah. So I I would like to see them make a run, even though they downgraded at the deadline for no reason at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's backtrack real quick and let's talk about the Nets. So, instead of thinking about what the Nets gave up, let's think about what the Nets got in these trades. So they got Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, um, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith. And I believe that is all. There, yeah, there's a really good probably. starting lineup in there, like in the depths of their rotation. There is. I don't know what it is yet. Like, there's so many options. Um, I, I'm not sure who they're gonna go with. Mm-hmm. Like, like one of those guys will be slightly demoted based off of what their role was before. Yeah. But I, I think I think this would be a fun team. 
I do too, man. And I mentioned yesterday, uh, and I, I tweeted this after I said it to you, the defensive lineup of Ben Simmons, Mikhail Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith, Nick, Nick Claxton, and having, you know, whoever you want, whether it's Cam Johnson or um, Royce O'Neal, I mean, that defensive lineup is is tough. I know. There's a lot of length. It's a lot of guys who can stay in front of guys who um, contest shots and then are all pretty, you know, pretty well versed offensive players. Yeah. Um, and Ben last night, first night without um, Kyrie and Durant, he looked really energized. The team looked energized. Patty Mills played really good. Uh, Joe Harris shot fantastic. Um, you know, now Cam Thomas is emerging. You still got Seth Curry. He's emerging fast as hell. He is. He's having like a Lynn Sanity, Cam yeah. Sanity year. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't I don't know if they keep Seth. I, I've been hearing that they were gonna buy Seth out, but at the moment you still have Seth Curry, so they gotta they, they still have a really, really good squad. I know. I, I would have liked for them to get uh, like Thomas Bryant, for example. That would have been just so awesome. That would have been the final piece to make this roster just pure defense. Yeah. Um, But yeah, man, to your point, like you maximize Simmons. I think Dinwiddie's going to eat with these guys. Me too. Uh, all these wings are have gotten better over the years. Like Finney Smith has only gotten better. The the Phoenix guys have only gotten better. Yeah. I mean, Jacques yeah. Vaughn is clearly a good leader, by the way. So now yeah, and, and he's coached um Dinwiddie before, so that, that's nice too. You get rid of the off the court BS now that Ben yeah. Simmons seems to be locked in. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking at a play-in contender here. Me too. Yeah. Like this, this is a team that should make a run. What are they fourth, fifth right now? Uh, I think fifth. I think yeah, something like that. Whatever. Like to me, Miami, Atlanta should not catch them. Uh, Miami probably will. But yeah, we'll see. They're they're one ahead of um. They're three games ahead of Miami. That to me, yeah, I'm, I'm, I take it back. I think they should keep their lead over Miami. Okay. They're five and a half in front of Atlanta. They should keep it from Atlanta. Three and a half from the Knicks. That'd be tough. The Knicks over the Heat? <clears throat> For sure. <laughs> For sure. What? We'll see what the Heat bring for the rest of the season. But I'm excited, man. I, I think the Nets, the pressure's off. I think they handled yeah. this this nonsense really well, like, finally. Yeah. And and I love that they got out of these – they got off these guys and have options moving forward. Funny thing is, this team is built so perfectly for Ben Simmons. No. No, no. I mean, like, flawlessly. It, if, if you said, hey – like if we were drafting in the NBA and I and you drafted Ben Simmons, like this would be the rest of the team I would expect to want with Ben Simmons. Like obviously I would, maybe would want a star, but 
give me a lockdown defender. Give me guys who can hit shots. Give me backups who can score off the dribble. And give me a, a guy who catches lobs and blocks shots. That's, I mean, that's all you need. Yeah. Not that I'm not saying it's all you need to win a championship. I'm saying it's all you need to be a good team, competitive team. They're still a really competitive team. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of these guys can get scorching hot any night. Patty Mills, Dinwiddie, obviously Joe Harris did last night. Cam Thomas, Cameron it's, Johnson. There's a lot of firepower here, man. If they if they do that Utah thing of everyone embraces each other and feeds guys when they're feeling it. Yeah. Again, I think Jacques Vaughn is a great coach for them, and, and I really don't see them slipping in the standings. I don't either, man. I'm I'm with you, and they should look at some other big man. I think I do think that is the missing link to your point. Um, getting a big man, but everything else, I mean, I mean, they're honestly, yeah. if I'm not healthy going into the playoffs, like Boston isn't at the moment. Yeah. I'm a little like, ooh, maybe I should, uh, you know, lose that last game to slip one seed uh, to avoid Brooklyn. I tell you now, I'd, I would night and day play Miami over Brooklyn right now. I agree. I agree, especially I if any I'm, of those lower teams. Especially if I am a team like Boston who relies on my, you know, relies on my two scores to average like 80 points a night. Yeah. I mean – you got the best defenders, three out of probably the top ten, probably say four out of the top ten defenders in the league are on this team. Yeah. So, and, you know, just, just straight up defenders, not like scorers, like good players and defenders, just straight up just defenders. Yeah. The so, problem is like, yeah. the problem is they don't have an answer for Giannis and Embiid, who are two premier yeah. players in the conference. Yeah. So like at that that's kind of the limitation to me of their peak playoff run is is mm-hmm. maybe going toe to toe with those teams, but uh, I think that that would impress me honestly. I think they can outscore Philly, but Bucks have too much firepower, way too yeah. much. Yeah, but and Philly, too, I think they could outscore. Too inside out, like the Milwaukee's too inside dominant. Yeah, and they have something to match all their defenders. Like now they have Crowder, they got Middleton. Like those are guys that you really can't defend against. But to to Philly's credit, their rotation is finally starting to look flawless. It is. It is. Uh, and and my guy uh, Minivan is he's solid, man. I I trashed him for a long time, but he's he's turned into a rotational player. Minivan, that's um Niang. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they call him. <laughs> Swear to God, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. You remember I told you worst nickname in the league, <laughs> which it is. I remember now. I remember now. Yeah, it uh, is the worst nickname. But he's, I still, I still don't like him defensively. But he, he's a really consistent shooter. Yeah, he's he's like has one of the highest percentages in the league now, and he takes really good shots. Like he's not taking shots in guys' face. So that's part of the mm-hmm. reason, like, he, you're going to shoot the ball well if you're taking good ones. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I All still right. don't trust Doc. Nah, me either. Me either. Uh, let's do some quick hitters with the trades, and then we'll move on from this. Uh, well, since we're talking about Philly, Matisse Dive will to the Trailblazers 
in yeah, exchange for Jalen McDaniels. Portland is not really a quick hitter. Okay, we can talk Portland. Yeah. Um, so the, they got Jalen McDaniels, brother of Jaden McDaniels. The 76ers do. Yeah. Um, and then Speed McKayla, who I think, you know, I don't know if they keep him. No offense to Speed, because I've liked him since Probably college. Probably see him but... in the summer league. Yeah, yeah. But Portland picked up Matisse Dival and Kevin Knox. But they carried <laughs> uh, Gary Payton the second. Uh, what else did they do? They did something else, right? They traded. Oh, they got Cam Reddish. That's right. For Hart. For Josh Hart. Yeah. Yes. You know what really sucks? Archie Diacono. <laughs> you know what really sucks? Uh, I saw the video of Brunson excited that they got Hart. Yeah. Yeah. I they traded Diakono, Archie Diakono for him. I know his guy, dude. <laughs> That's you got to. Uh, the team would have been back together, but had to trade, had to trade Archie Diakono to get him. That's crazy. I didn't even know. I, I'm gonna be honest. I had no idea Diakono was on y'all roster. I saw him on the bench sometimes during the games. I saw I him. Saw I saw him. him I honestly, there. didn't even recognize him. <laughs> I guarantee you, if I really spotted him, I would have immediately hit you up like, yo, he's still in the league? Yeah, still out there. I like it. You know, Jay Wright got, got like, he's tight with the Knicks Knicks for office. Mm. It's crazy. Like, five of those guys, what, six of those guys are in the league. Uh, Mari Spellman isn't in the league anymore, but. The dude who hit the shot to win the championship was like the only one not playing. I know. What's his name? Chris Jenkins, Jenkins right? I think? Yeah. Chris Jenkins? Yeah. Yeah, that's tough, that's man. DiVincenzo, Archidiacono, Brunson, Bridges. All killing. I mean, Diacono, to me, the fact that he's still in the league means he's clearly doing something right. He played um, good for Chicago. He did for a little there. bit. Yeah. Yeah. And those yeah. other guys are all eating, honestly. They are, yeah. Playing great. And Hart, yeah. Um, so Hart to the Knicks. And Sam Reddish With finally traded again to... Thibault and Reddish, Reddish were the two big uh, pickups for the... the... Yes. Thibault I like it. Reddish. I like it. I love it. You get significantly more it. athletic, which is never really a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um... Obviously, with Thibel, you get a defender, which I'm a little nervous because guys, defenders come into Portland and forget their job sometimes. A lot of times. Uh, and and I'm worried that all we're going to see from Thibel is some good cuts and some bricks. Uh, yeah, he may get some, like, interception steals, like, pick right. off some passes. Right, and but to me, you need, you need, like – rotational flexibility when you're when you're a team trying to outscore everyone yeah um you got to have that luxury of being able to bench a role guy that's not playing well which a lot of teams Mm -hmm. don't have that yeah and with portland the way they get up and down the way they shoot the ball i mean reddish has to fit i think reddish is going to fit perfectly i think reddish is going to be uh I think he's going to be a surprisingly good defender for them. I do. Yeah. 
I mean, when me, he was I on mean, Atlanta, his defense was amazing. And no one gave him any credit for it, except for, for us, it seemed like. But him, yeah. I mean, him on Portland is going to be, as a shooter, uh, it's going to be great. God, uh, Sharp and him on the break? Scary. And then Jeremy Grant might be trailing? Good Lord. Terrifying. So much length. So yeah. much length. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, to, to me, this is Reddish's last chance. Yeah, it is. Like, this is as free of a, like, a play style as you're going to have. Yeah. We, we've seen guys like Josh Jackson get bounced around chance after chance after chance. You know, is he our, one of our best players? Is he our star? And he just just never fit in. Yeah. The crazy thing is, Reddish fits in, and for some reason, something just doesn't click. Like, Josh Jackson genuinely didn't fit in no, to a lot of teams. And he didn't look good. Like, Reddish right, looks and, good when he plays. Yeah. He just doesn't just can't stay on the floor that long. I, mean, I, I, mean, I don't know I, what it is. Again, I think in with Thibodeau, I give him a pass because he, he was playing well, and then he was benched, and it was, like, out of nowhere permanent. Yeah. It was, like, right before the new year, he got benched. I remember he hit the corner winner or the, the corner shot to send into OT. I think they still lost, but he was playing great yeah. at that point. And then, like mm-hmm. – it's almost like him and Thibodeau had a falling out and he was just completely out of the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like he went like a month without touching the core and he was healthy. Yeah. But again, if, if we get the same thing in Portland of you not really fitting in like now, Atlanta, New York, Portland, you're the common denominator. Yeah. And, and this time, you, you know why there's really no excuse. Now he has probably the best leader he's ever going to have in the league. And that's, yeah. that's Damian. I mean, someone that, even if he has an issue with the coach, I, I see Damian as that mediator and just figuring it out as a team. Yeah. Um, a team guy, all about the team. And if he can emerge here, I, I'm curious to see who starts at heart spot. Um. I think that's going to be a big decision for Chauncey. Does he go with Dybul as the token defender, kind of like Andre Roberson role for them? Does he go with uh, with Reddish? You could have said uh, you could have gave him a little more credit, like a Shane Battier or somebody. Yeah, he don't shoot as good as Shane Battier. I give, so, I give. Hell, pick Keith Bogans or somebody like. Roberson, really? Bruce, like he's a Bruce Bowen. I'll give him. Okay. I'll give Bruce Bowen. Does okay. he play the Bruce Bowen role? Um, Cam, does he go with Cam Reddish, who somewhat unproven, but is a much better shooter, can play good enough defense? Um, or does he move it around? Does he bring Grant up to the three? I got. It's, I'm curious to see that. Or does Sharp? Does Shaden Sharp start? Who's been like dunking on everybody all season? Who um, you know is showing he's super talented, super athletic. Uh, I think Chauncey has a big decision to make there. Big decision. And a lot of options. I, I would like to see because I, I don't think I don't know if Portland got that much better for like a playoff run. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I kind of I look around and the Clippers can win games with both Kawhi and PG not playing well. Um, mm-hmm. the Nuggets sometimes destroy teams so bad that like Jokic is done at halftime essentially. Yeah, bro, for the Blazers to win, Damian has to play thirty nine and a half minutes minimum. He has to shoot sixty five percent or better. The degree of difficulty on the shots is like as Steph or or harder. Mm-hmm. And and he has to distribute the ball without a high turnover rate. Mm-hmm. Like I I would like to see Portland win games, even even back in their uh, conference final run with when McCollum was there. You'd see like Dame just had a twenty ten, and they played well. There's good balance. Guys shot it well, bro. It's still their wins are like Damian Lillard being incredible. All the time, or, or Simon's having like a record breaking, yeah, like night. a seven quarter threes, you know, yeah. seven threes in a quarter. But I just, there's no you're going in the playoffs, you're not going to have versatility, right? And this is why I'm seeing Jeremy Grant taking five shots a night, like he was putting up 30 early in the season, yeah, he was, and now he's taking like less than 10 shots all the time. You know, one problem with them, I think, is they get so addicted to this, like, driving because they have guys who can get so high. It's like, okay, Damien is it his last six threes. That doesn't, like, we want him to keep going if he's hot, but that might not win the games, him doing that, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, take six more, but maybe Grant could take a couple, and maybe Grant can attack on some of these instead. and. I think that with Simons and Damien, it's just so easy to fall into, oh, he's hot. Keep feeding him. Keep feeding him. Yeah. Keep feeding him. When they're not really playing basketball anymore when that happens. Mm-hmm. They're just, you know, just feeding feeding the guys and watching them shoot. But they got to keep I playing really, basketball when that happens. I really just want them to not go to the play-in. I want them to, to get the last pl- uh, playoff spot where they just actually get in. Yeah. Uh, because I think they're a guaranteed fun first round matchup. They absolutely are. It's yeah. six seven with whoever. I don't believe in anyone in the West enough that I think anyone could sweep them. I agree. Yeah, I don't. Damian by himself, I just don't think. I don't right. think of him as sweepable. I mean, I know I think he's been swept before, but like it would take an entire roster. Him. Playing defense on him at a really high level. I think in Memphis it was way back, uh, mm-hmm. back in like the the when they had mostly defensive players on the team. So, you yeah. know, but I can't imagine that happening this year. Right. You remember Rivers? Austin Rivers had to pray that he missed shots when they played we'll Nuggets last time. We'll, we'll we'll see more of that, I'm sure. Yes, yeah, so. from someone. All right, let's get to these uh, quick hitters um, phrase. Just we could just talk about them for a second. Um, Warriors trade James Wiseman. They get Gary Payton the second back. James Wiseman goes to Detroit. Any thoughts? No, no big man. Like we don't get a big man at all. We don't even think about. We get rid of the. I mean, I get it. He was a bum. 
You know, we, he, he was there for two years. He didn't work on his right hand at all. I, I'm, I'm fine with trading him. But you seriously don't get any depth help? You know, if I'm trading the number two pick of the draft, I have to get more than Gary Payton. So. I have to. Gary Whoa, Payton is like one even playing good for Portland. I, I love Gary Payton. I do too. But bro, he he does nothing to fix your rotation. Nothing. Especially I mean, with you, Steph out. If you offer me Gary Payton the second and I'm the Warriors, the best you're getting is tied to Rome for me. Not James White, not the second pick of the draft. Right. Even if I wasn't playing him, I'm not giving you someone who's second pick of the draft, even, uh, you know, um, potential wise for Gary Payton the second, who's reached his potential, by the way. Yeah. And then uh, they traded the picks, they gave the picks to the Blazers, who end up with five second round picks for, for this trade. And, um, so that's that. Sadiq Bay goes to the Hawks. What do you think about that? I like it. I love it. He's he's Get physical, aggressive. Off the courts. Yeah, yeah. He literally he's proven to be better at everything Hunter is supposed to do for them. And I mean, to me, at all these trades, and I know this sounds crazy, at all these trades, obviously I'm not talking about Durant, Kyrie. I'm not talking about that, but. Sadiq Bay is the biggest missed ball in the entire league for this this trade deadline to me. Because I, I just don't know a team that he doesn't immediately make better. Yeah. Like, it completely missed the ball. If all he costed was, I mean, James Wiseman, who we weren't even playing, and so really nothing. Right. I mean, that's crazy. It's crazy. So, shout out to the Hawks, man. Sadiq Bay is going to be great for you guys. He's a scoring machine. He's a great defender. He's strong. He's athletic. He, he is. He's no nonsense. He gets hot. He has great games. Uh, I think he's exactly what they needed, actually. Yeah. A nice shot. Up, a, really uh, cleans up their rotation, and uh, they they have a good potential to become a much more consistent offensive team. They do. Which they really shouldn't be an inconsistent one, but they are all the time. Yep. yep. Another Villanova guy, I believe, right? Really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, Villanova. Yeah. I, I missed, I didn't really see him in college at all. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember him in college either. DC. DeMatha. Uh, okay. Another quick hitter. Jakob Podol. Finally. <laughs> Back to Toronto. Any thoughts? I mean, it's it's a good move for them. They they needed a center that's like an actual center. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it doesn't really make them that much better. It makes them like a couple games better, you know. Listeners, notice he didn't say starting center. He just said center. They didn't need a center that's a- actual starting center because they still didn't get that in this trade. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. No, they uh, did not. Okay, move, uh, moving on, Crowder to uh, Milwaukee. You got any major thoughts about that? 
Nah, man, I think Crowder's not as much of an impact player as he used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and more so because, like, they, they got plenty of guys to do to shoot the ball like he can. Yeah, it's a weird pickup uh, for Milwaukee. It's if if he's solid defensively, he'll he'll get out there. Yeah. But I really don't know if he will be. I'm not convinced. He hasn't played all year. That's the that's the big issue. That's the first. He didn't issue. look. He didn't look like a good defensive player last time we saw him playing. Yeah, it was weird. It, yeah. He was one of the poor guys. When when Phoenix imploded in front of our eyes, he was out there getting torched. He was. I um I mentioned earlier Crowder. That's very true. I mentioned earlier Crowder is one of those guys who does, you know, turn a team into a contender a lot of times. It's not because he's the best player, but it's because every team that wants to contend needs someone like him. But to Mike's point, the Bucks have that already. Like they, no, they Joe just don't Ingles really. Is that like he's literally that? Yeah, just not as mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's really he's, a nice he's not as crowd. he's not as wide. He's not as like wide or stocky, but strength wise, I really would say they're kind of neck neck and neck. Yeah, maybe yeah. You know, Ingles um, got that uh, random uh, overseas strength. Yeah. Um, Crowder was a nice, like, replacement for P.J. Tucker that they had when they won. Um, yeah. Yeah. Crowder uh, is just a better spot of Hypothetically, shooter. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Less uh, less energy. But um, I, I think he could really help. I, I think my question with Milwaukee is always going to be, like, what position everybody plays. I really don't know a position a single person on Milwaukee plays. I mean, literally a single person. I don't know what Drew Holiday really plays. I know he's supposed to be a point guard, but he's really not a point guard, but he plays point guard for them. I don't know what position Giannis plays anymore. Brooke Lopez like leads the team in threes, but he starts at center, so I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. I don't I mean, know Milwaukee like plays. Milwaukee's hard to evaluate because they're um, like sometimes Giannis is so dominant it doesn't even matter what the other guys do offensively or where they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's I really like Jokic sometimes makes Denver look like this, but it's very rare, and it's like at his absolute best. Giannis sometimes like you just look at the other roster you could tell they're not going to be able to stop him from doing whatever he wants today and it's like Connaughton all of a sudden is a rebounder Drew all of a sudden is like a slasher like I'm not really sure what the fuck Middleton is doing and yet it's working like flawlessly well you know what really made believe it or not to me what made Denver like that is Bruce Brown and and Aaron Gordon those two guys, because they're so positionless and they actually do a lot of stuff. Michael Porter Jr. still is just spotting up all the time. But um, Milwaukee is, like you said, Connaughton is all of a sudden playing power forward. Uh, Brooke Lopez is all of a sudden playing the two. <laughs> Bro, Brooke Lopez shoots like a guard. Like, he takes guard types of shots. Yeah. 
That's it's what I'm saying. It's so like, well, funny. It's like, what are we doing out here right now? So, with Crowder, I, I don't really see Crowder as that kind of player that really plays that kind of game, the who knows what position he's at kind of game. I, I think that was one issue he had in Phoenix. I mean, when visually, to me, that looks like an issue for him in Phoenix. Uh, but we'll see what it, what happens with Milwaukee. But I don't know what position, like where he's going to be out there. I mean, there's a good chance. Again, there's a good chance Middleton is still kind of working his way back. Yeah. There's a good chance he doesn't really get fully back, and there we'll be talking about them in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, to me, they'll be fine regardless. Even if even if Crowder doesn't really fit, he's a good guy to have in case people get hurt, in case you need, like, a different spark from somebody. So he'll fit right in regardless. Yeah, he will. He'll fit. He'll fit. Him. He'll fit him. The only Giannis thing that changes did. is his impact. Giannis has that like elite leader quality of like, there's no nonsense here. We're just mm-hmm. competing. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, let's see. Josh Richardson to the Pelicans. What do you think about that for Devontae Graham? Who we've talked about a lot, not getting any minutes. Uh, we were hoping he would get minutes, but he hasn't. And yeah. Josh Richardson was worth also worth four second round picks. How old is Josh Richardson? Uh, he's not, bro. He's not 30. There's no way. Uh, he might be 30. He's 30. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, let's see. Josh Richardson is 29. Yeah. Okay. He'll be 30 this year. I don't know how I feel about veteran guard Josh Richardson. What do you you mean? Like he's not like like he's reached his peak now. I just he doesn't play that much. Like I don't really consider vets guys who who can't really find a consistent role year in and year out. Yeah, that's true. But that's that's me being petty. Uh, I think it's a good pickup, man. They need the depth. Yeah, the depth is solid, but him as a as a versatile guard is something they don't have. That's like the one thing they don't have. A lot of the other guys are good, but they're really like small forwards playing shooting guard. But he's a real shooting guard that can play small forward and can play and really can't helps, play point, but he can bring the ball up court. He helps like the last. And a lot of it is guys, their injuries have just killed them. But their offense gets really stagnant. Mm -hmm. And Richardson is like a natural, like, I got to cut, I got to move, I got to do something. Yeah. Uh, And I think that helps because they already got guys like Herb Jones. A lot of their role guys play better when the ball's moving. Alvarado is obviously one of those guys. I mm-hmm. think CJ's a more efficient player when everybody's moving the ball, so I think it'll work well. And CJ McCombs only thirty one. Yeah. Seems like he's Fourth. like almost Fourth done. In college the guy too. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else do we have? I think we've covered. Well, there's a couple. Um, I like I actually like the Pacers. You talked about the Bucks getting uh 
Jay Crowder. I like the Pacers getting Ibaka and Hill. They dropped Ibaka already. Hmm. Doesn't surprise so they, me. I, they're keeping Hill and Nor and Laura. So at least as far as I know. But yeah, they dropped Ibaka. I, I, I like good... them getting Ibaka too at first, but yeah. Ibaka is, is pretty much washed up. Yeah, pretty close. Uh, but George Hill's a good vet for Halliburton. And, and Hill's like a real vet. Like he's been around a long time. He's played, he's been on deep playoff runs. He's been a high-level player for young teams. Like, he's been in so many situations. Like, he's a legitimate vet. He's played with Hall of Famers. He's, right. you know, he's been yeah, so many coaches. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's a, I think he'll only help Halliburton get even better. I agree. I agree with that for sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid pickup. Um, oh, you guys getting. Uh, Josh Hart. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. That might be, bro. And like, we don't really talk about this a lot, but talk uh-huh. about a dream player coach pairing. Like, oh yeah, that's true. Josh Hart embodies everything that Tom Thibodeau coaches. I mean, he, yeah, he does. He does. And he's he's a uh, physical as hell. He's a great defensive player that doesn't get a lot of credit for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, offensively, every time I watch him, he's better than I thought. Mm-hmm. Like, man, he's not really oh, a couple threes in a row. Like, okay, he could do that. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if he, he can really stop a couple cuts in a row. Okay, he could do that. Like, he's he's a complete player. He's, again, Thibodeau is going to be probably going to play him huge minutes a lot of nights. Yeah. I mean, think about it. When when fucking uh, what's his name RJ's on some bullshit, which is happens to be more often every than every other night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Josh Hart is a perfect sub for him. He is. Yeah, he He'll is. Fit in with their starters, their bench. Uh, it's a great pickup, man. I mean, he already knows how to play with Brunson. Hundred so, percent easy. So that's going to be nice. That that'll be really really nice to have him. Um, I'm not sure if it does anything to the win column, but it'll definitely make the game more fluid, make them more fun, and help us get rid I think of some guys. It, it helps. It also helps you guys. I do think maybe – I don't know if you guys win more games with him, but there's less of a chance you could slip. Yeah. You know That's what I mean? True. And he's yeah. so competitive. Like I think he's going to be a major factor in the playoffs, even if you guys – don't win whatever series it is. I do too. He's a he's a big game guy. The bigger the game, the better he plays too. Yeah, and I mean we got to buy out foreign game man. I mean I, I just don't understand. He cooked that like the game right before the deadline, didn't he? Did he? It, it might have that. been a game. Maybe a little longer ago, but he had a he had a he went off a little bit. They probably play him to see if anyone wanted to trade for him. Yeah, because otherwise, I think he could help some teams. He would, he would help a team. He would help teams. Like I think the Warriors would would be great with Fournier for Fournier. Uh, yeah. Fournier would be great for them. Like something like that that just needs some guys that can do what they already do, come off the bench. But other than that, man, I don't know why the Knicks still have him. 
Shout out to Jericho Sims, by the way. He's taking Shaden Sharp's place in the dunk contest. Um, oh, Sharp Shaden Sharp backed out of it. He no, he just backed out, out of it? Yeah. Because he saw Kenya Martin dunking on people and was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, he backed out. I don't know. That's I don't know why he backed so out, but he backed that's out. That's so wack. Yeah. Oh. But what really sucks is Gordon said if he was an all star, he would do it. Now, he almost has to be one because Zion is hurt and somebody else is hurt. Another, I think I another forward is hurt. I don't even know. What the fuck are they about to do with the conferences? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if, if be... you got traded to the West and now you're hurt, do they replace it with a West or do they replace it with an East? It's about to be a shit show and people are going to be pissed. Yeah, it's gonna be really bad. Good, good luck, Adam Silver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good luck with that one for sure. Uh, um, but he might get a chance to be all star now, and you know, it's gonna be too late for him to come in. I, to be honest with you, off the contest. top of my head, like I'm very disappointed that Sharp is backed out. But yeah. I can't think of many names better than Jericho Sims to sub in for him. I know Jericho I, Sims I do, has I to do go love like. It. Kiss the backboard or something he's, crazy. He's bouncy. He's bouncy though, so I'm excited. Yeah, he's 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 tough. He's tough. I like that Shane Sharp is is um an in-game dunker anyway. I mean, I, I like thinking him just as, as he's a, that. He's a wild lob threat. He is, man. He reminds me so much of Gerald Green. Like for real. Like every yeah. time I watch him, I'm yeah. thinking he's just exactly like more powerful. Like Green, Green was just as athletic, maybe more, but Sharp is yeah. like more powerful getting to the rim. Yeah, he seems like he weighs more. Like mm-hmm. he, he doesn't necessarily look thicker, but he, he looks more solid. He's more solid than Green was as, yeah. at that age, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. We're done with the trades. Um, we obviously have to congratulate LeBron James. The king. Breaking, breaking the scoring record. Fantastic, man. I mean, it, it's it, it's a weird it's a weird stat. I think it's weird having seen him play all this time for to, to know that he did that because it's almost like not surprising, you know? Yeah. It feels like it's not a big deal to me as a fan. Because I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I know what you mean, but I, I think. It's still impressive. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not impressive. But uh, it, it's a heck of an accomplishment. It, it, it puts into like an ultimate perspective his longevity, which is which is by far and away his most impressive attribute. It is by a long shot. Like, you hear all these guys talk about, like, I saw Nick Wright was talking about, um, like, what it would take for current players to, to get to that number. Uh, and, and that, like, he, he kind of rounded it up to 42,000, I think, because, I mean, it ain't like LeBron's retiring after the year. Yeah, and he's not going to stop scoring either. For the rest of this, this man, honestly, he shows no signs of slowing down. Yeah, he'll get 500 um, more points just this year. Right. So, but like the 
I mean, Giannis would have to average 30 for like over a decade. KD would have to average 30 for like six full years. What people miss is that is how many games LeBron's played in the playoffs. That's the thing. Yeah, you look at it, what they'd have to do in the regular season, but LeBron didn't just do it in the regular season because he went to 10, what, 10 straight finals? Nine straight finals? Nine, I think nine. Yeah, so it's like, that's... That's you know, do the math on that. That's at he least was carrying games. every playoff series. Yeah. Yeah. That's like 150, 160 extra games. It's two full seasons. That's only yeah. that's if he won, if he swept every series. You know? It's yeah. Two more full seasons. So yeah, man. It, it's huge. It's huge. It, I don't think anyone else is ever going to do that. Go I don't think anybody's going to touch his record, especially considering yeah. he's going to build it. Same thing with Steph. Like, it's just going to – I mean, well, with Steph, it's different because you could kind of see somebody get on that pace. With threes? With threes. No, I don't think so. But the problem is, is the same thing as LeBron. It's the longevity. Like, okay yeah. – Okay, player so and so, like let's say you average nine made threes a game somehow. You're not doing that for ten years. No, you're not. It's the same thing. Like guys average thirty to thirty-five, like Harden did. You know, Luca probably will. Can you do yeah. it for fifteen years? Right. I mean, I've been begging Luca to get in shape for three. Harden hasn't been in shape his whole career. These right. guys, like, they just – the commitment LeBron has shown to taking care of himself mm-hmm. is just different than the rest of these guys. Yeah. For it, him it to never weird. be hurt and to never really take for granted, like, treatment mm-hmm. is 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 just impressive to me. The only person I think would even have a shot at it is probably Jason Tatum. And that's because he went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, year I feel like he's one. been in the Eastern Conference Finals every year since he's been in the league. Yeah, year one was the, the no Kyrie year, right? Or the Kyrie. One and two. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Duncan Kyrie. on LeBron, year one. I remember that. Yeah, in the uh, smart blocking LeBron at the rim and Terry Rogier going crazy. That, yeah. That was that year. So, like, you know, they had – He's been in Eastern Conference Finals, I think, every year of his career. So he's got a lot of but, extra points than other people his age. But him doing it for that long – and the re- reason I say Tatum, and I was going to make this point about LeBron, on to your point, is that not only does LeBron – not only does he have that uh, that longevity, there's not many players who have such a mixed game as LeBron does to be able to play – like to be able to be productive no matter what the circumstances are. Yeah. Like there's, there's a lot of guys who can get a lot of dunks. There's a lot of guys who can hit a lot of threes. There's a lot of guys who can get to the mid range, but LeBron is like, no matter what you have, he's still going to score somewhere, you know? And we don't have, there's not a lot of guys like that either way. It's like trying to think of like the other good scorers right now is like, 
you keep Damien off the – you don't let Damien take any jump shots, he's not going to get 40, 30 with all layups. LeBron mm-hmm. can do that. Yep. And LeBron can get 40 and 30 all layups. He can hit nine threes. It's just that part of LeBron that made LeBron so special. And being able to do that forever is just is just crazy. I mean, he's still – it's just – it's insane to me. I mean, he's been probably the strongest player in the league for 15, 20 years. Yeah, I mean, in his in his prime, like you remember guys that used to be considered physical would like bounce off of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the time, dudes who were like considered bruisers, or the only one that really didn't was uh, Carlos Boozer. Yeah, <laughs> everyone else, everyone else would try to contest him at the rim, and LeBron would like send them flying. <laughs> I remember Splitter was supposed to be super strong. Yeah. LeBron blocked his shot and then went and dunked on him the other end, like the same play. Like, dang, yeah. LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> he's LeBron, supposed to be pretty strong. He's just yeah. he's he's really one of the best players of all time. I mean, to me, he's he's objectively the second best player ever. Yeah. It, there's there's no to me, there's no conversation him outside of the top three. Zero. Zero. It, like, yeah. I can't yeah. talk basketball with you if LeBron's not in your top three. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yep. And the thing is, you can you can talk greatness, you can talk best, whatever semantics you want to use. LeBron's top three in any conversation. And, and that's what makes him uh, so special. Yeah. You can argue a lot of other people. You can't argue LeBron top three. You can't this point and lebron man to another thing to credit him man like he's played all this time and he's like a model basketball player like you could teach kids you know watching him play you could teach the game watching him play he often plays the right way yeah and even if you're not teaching the kids to be lebron you can teach them to be who lebron helps other players be yeah, you know, you can say, "Look, and, you see how he got to that spot, and LeBron found him. That's what you need to do." 100%. You know, it's not even LeBron, like you said, he plays the game such the right way. Everyone around him is playing the game the right way. Yeah. So, yeah, and it also you mentioned he him being the strongest. A lot of times, people talk about people being the fastest player, and LeBron. I've seen clips. Good there's certain, certain clips of LeBron. Yeah, going faster than anyone I've ever seen play basketball. Bro, clips. I, I always go back That's to crazy. 09. 09, you, you look at his playoff highlights, and he was like a yeah. gazelle against Detroit taking off. Like, nobody was even – two steps, he's dunking it. That's the last um, the last Cleveland year? Second to last. When they Second lost the, yeah. or Dwight's magic in that crazy yeah. series. Uh, the, the even in that of series, in my mind. bro, he was bullying Dwight. He was. Like, he would the, send Dwight's shot, and this was, like, peak defensive player, probably best big man in the league, Dwight. I think he was defensive player of the year that year. Yeah, so LeBron yeah. made him look small. Yeah. Yep. The clip I was thinking of, of LeBron running faster than anyone I've ever seen before was against Detroit. It was it was it was that year. I'm pretty sure he, you know, he got like a steal and was just like at the basket, 
Before anyone could even like react to him stealing it. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Like looked and LeBron's laying it up already. Like what? Bro, the level to which he made people give up when he would get like a weak side steal. Yeah. There was no sense in getting back. There was no sense. Yeah. Him and and D Wade, honestly, bro. Him and D Wade like had their own lob phase, which was just awesome. Yeah. The way D Wade never be anything like it again. Uh, yeah, bro. I really loved watching Miami with with them too. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. That I I miss that era where lobs were like were used as such a such a um, main play device yeah. for teams. Yeah, LeBron, Blake Griffin, DeAndre, um, Dwight, uh, JJ Hickson. Oh, Kenneth yeah. Fareed, guys were in the leagues that were only in the league because they could catch lobs. Catch lobs, bro. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Claxton anyway. is the league can't stop Claxton all because he catches every lob and he's good at making layups. Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah. Um. Anyway, shout out to LeBron, man. Yeah. It's been a great career. It's still going, but it's been great. If he stopped today, I would be satisfied having seen as much of LeBron as I have. Um, basically, grew, we basically grew up with LeBron as the for sure. for sure as one of the best players in the league. So, anyway, okay, off NBA. You, do you have any other NBA topics? Uh no, I think that's it. We covered everything. I mean, the, yeah, All Star Weekend is going to be a mess. So uh, we'll be, we'll probably be reacting to all their updates next time. Yeah, I'm so not excited. Also, I've never been, I've never been yeah. less excited. I couldn't be, bro. That the celebrity game didn't make me excited at all. I know you you messed with some of the people there, but I was like, uh, I don't care. That's a, I said what I said. I meant what I said. I like the people, but it's going to be horrible. It may be one of the worst. I'm expecting it to be the worst celebrity game I've ever watched in my life. I'm serious. I'm expecting that. But I do like the people. I do want to see them, but it's going to take a lot out of me just to even turn it on. So I'm going to watch it, though. I'll watch it just for Janelle. We'll say that. Shout out to Janelle Monet. I'll watch the celebrity game solely because she's there. If like she wasn't it. there, I wouldn't turn it on. I wouldn't turn it on. I like the song, by the way. She's been she made like just for the NBA. I don't mm. I don't know if she made it, but she hasn't like released it yet, but it comes on all the commercials. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's not important. But anyway. Um so so also weekend is gonna be whack. Uh Oh, let's talk about this real quick. So John Wall and Russell Westbrook are going to get bought out. You want to talk about possible teams? No. Neither one? You think they're both going home? I mean, bro, no, I think there's a a chance somebody picks him up. But it's like, it it won't matter. I mean, again, it's with with Wall, like, if the Clippers didn't see a spot for him, which looked obvious when he was out there, mm-hmm. I mean, Denver could use a backup point guard. Like, 
you know, I, I, I don't understand why Wall isn't a prime candidate. Yeah. But there, there was something there with the Clippers. Maybe it was a coaching issue. Maybe he's like he does. He's not that coachable. <clears throat> Maybe we didn't see something in the film. Like, I, I didn't think he was like a bad defender. I didn't really think he forced bad shots. Maybe he wasn't as healthy as we as we thought. That could be it. That could be it. But I mean, I'm sure his uh, conditioning is is a problem. But I just yeah. don't know. And I I, I, can't, I can't see them helping contenders. You can't even drop him if he's not healthy. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree because when he was out there with the Clippers, I thought he looked great. I thought he made the Clippers look great. But yeah. something about Ty Lu and playing point guards just <laughs> he just refuses to do it. Nah, so. he just doesn't want. It. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, my I I I'll give I'll make you a point. I think that's more interesting is the guys that didn't get moved. Is okay. Bogdanovich is was one of them, and OG I really thought would get moved. I really thought someone was going to get OG. Those were the two Bogdanovich- guys. I mean. I can't really think of anybody else, but those two guys I I thought could really help a lot of teams. I thought John Tolland's time was up by now. It's been like four years they've him. been trying to trade. And they, they said, I saw a bunch of stuff that they were like really trying to find a spot. <laughs> I I really thought he was going to be gone, but I just, I don't know teams that need a power forward right now. So he was like behind OG and Bogdanovich, but I was like, eh. If Atlanta wants to get rid of him, like now is the time because there's a lot of teams that need yeah. to get rid of guys. But yeah, um, yeah, OG, I definitely thought, yeah, because he, he was someone that I thought was going to be instant help for everybody. Similar to like how I said about Sadiq Bay, it's just I just don't really know what he how he can't make your team better. Yeah, and uh, and OG is like a definitive starter. I mean, he would. Yeah. He would. He could go to the Phoenix and start. Yeah. He so, would be uh, Phoenix, yeah. right. So I just think. I wonder if the asking with with OG, I feel like the asking price was probably excessive. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Bogdanovich, like the fact that Bay got moved, who played so well for them, and Bogdanovich, who's kind of a more of a veteran player, I feel like was more expendable for a young team like Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess we'll see what happens in the summer. Yeah, I, and to that point, I think Bogdanovich maybe maybe teams weren't willing to give up somebody young for him, like giving up Wiseman for Bay, you know, in a three way trade. But Wise getting Wiseman back for Bay is different than getting like you know like getting Wall for. Right, Bogdanovich or something like that. So maybe teams aren't willing to give up their young guy for Bogdanovich, but yeah, I feel like there was someone else that was supposed to get traded. I can't think off the top of my head. Some teams didn't make moves. moves. Yeah, Sacramento didn't make a move. Cleveland didn't make a move. I like Uh, it though. Boston, they got Muscala. Uh, but other than that, they didn't really make a move. I think Cleveland and and Sacramento they need to ride the hot hand. 
like the collective yeah. hot hand. <clears throat> yeah, I get that. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I wouldn't be happy if they made a move. I just, I, I like that they didn't take a risk. And I feel like any roster adjustment would kind of be a risk for them. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're both, uh, maybe not entirely complete, but they're pretty fucking close. Yeah. Yeah. They they should just look, they probably should just look in the buyout market. and just Yeah, and only if they market. like really need somebody. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Um, it is Super Bowl weekend, so coming up, it's about that time. Yeah, I'm excited. Any, any last thoughts? Go Eagles. <laughs> oh man! Get that, get that Super Bowl MVP, Jalen. Throw, throw yeah. for. Th- 450 yards, Jalen. Let him know. Shoulder is great. You know, that's not happening. (laughs) He can try. I just want want Jalen to put up Mahomes' numbers. That's all I want. Shout out to Jalen Hurts, man. Good luck. Good luck. Um, I don't really want to talk about the NFL awards. We talked about the Super Bowl last time. I don't really have too much to say about it. Uh, we got MVP. You know, it's hard to be mad at the best player for winning MVP. You know, even if he didn't (laughs) completely deserve it, which he did. Yeah, like we really can't say anything about it this year. It's gonna be, bro. It's gonna be the LeBron syndrome the next ten years with Mahomes. Like, like, wow, Josh Allen is almost playing as good as as Mahomes. Give it to him, like. I kind of thought he that's what was going to happen this year. But Allen fell off. Allen was on pace. I mean, Hertz was on pace. He slipped up at the end. I mean, I, not I mean, with Allen, hurt. but more more probably Burrow. Burrow and Hertz. We thought we were going to be the two. Yeah. I just, they weren't like explosive all year. Right. With Burrow started off slow and Philly finished slow. Mm hmm. Patrick Mahomes didn't really slow down. He had a couple blips, uh, but he didn't really slow down. Yeah. Special guy, man. Special guy. Yep. Um, I don't really have anything else. Do you have anything else today? No, that's that's pretty much it. All right, guys. Um, excited for the Super Bowl. Trade deadline was crazy. Excited for... Everything after All-Star Weekend. Um, Thanks for listening, as always. Subscribe, follow us, Instagram, all the good stuff. And we will see you guys next time.